Good afternoon. It is Sunday, June 18, 2006. In the United States, it's Father's Day. It's about 2.16 p.m. in Westchester, Pennsylvania. 81 degrees outside, sunny, and the temperature is supposed to go up to 95 degrees today. So I'm sure it's going to be fun around here about 5 o'clock this afternoon. Today on the Clever Hack Podcast, I'm going to discuss a few things with you. I've got some site news. I've got some ruminations on the Philly Blogger Meetup. Got some thoughts about software user interface design, um, some observations about trends in CSS, and last but not least, I've got a pop culture critique for you. Let's go ahead and launch to some Clever Hack sightings. It's been pretty quiet at Clever Hack this week. I've noticed a new RSS reader called Great News, which I blogged about yesterday. Also, there's been an increase in Linux clients, especially from Debian and Ubuntu distributions. So, hello, Linux users. I hope you're enjoying the site. I'm slowly gaining new readers and new listeners through the podcast, especially those of you guys from Europe. Uh, this week I heard from people from uh, Sweden and France, so that's pretty cool. I hope uh, you're, you're enjoying the site, too, and the podcast. As far as podcasts go, uh, I'm doing two new things. First of all, if you've noticed the new and improved volume levels here, what happened is that uh, on Friday afternoon I got a, a, a USB headset. Um, it's a Logitech. I actually just stopped by at Radio Shack after work uh, because I wanted to set up a Skype account. And um, I found this headset there, and um, that's that's what I'm using now. So uh, I, I've, noticed, I've noticed a great improvement in the volume levels and I'm sure you guys will too. In addition to that, uh, I'm also experimenting with uh, sh- adding music to the podcast. I'm going to see how it goes this week, but I'm asking my uh, amateur musician friends if I can use their music. So uh, expect to hear from some uh, folks um, who uh, you might not have heard from before. I expect the, uh, the collection to be eclectic, but really, really good. So... So that's about it with uh, with Cleverhack site news. Uh, my goal is to have this third podcast be better than the previous two. So hopefully we can meet it here. Now let's talk about the Philly Blogger Meetup. For those of you who don't know me, I have to first explain that I am probably the least social person you'll ever meet. I'm not a hermit, but uh, yeah. Um... So for me to go to a blogger meetup was probably a pretty big thing. Um, like I noted in my blog, it was great to see people. I knew some of the blogs that, and and um, I knew you know of some of the people before I went. So it was great to get to meet you know fa- uh, get to meet people and see their faces and see how they are in real life and uh, you know, think about how how they relate to their blog. There were some couple cool things that we actually got to do um, at the blogger meetup. The blogger meetup was at a restaurant on South Street, and um, uh, and in that restaurant we had about probably I don't know I want to say like 15 people, um, and even there were some non-bloggers there. You know, the bloggers took their boyfriend or girlfriend with them, so that that, that was pretty neat too. Uh, the cool things I got to do is um, actually I got to see a MacBook with bad graphic artifacting. It's like, it was a, it was a two-week-old MacBook. It was um, Tom Kim's MacBook, um, and I believe he's at, his blog is at tomkim at word, um, dot wordpress.com. And um, he was so sad. Uh, he wanted to show, you know, those of us who are Apple people, um, his MacBook and what it does. And so 
I, I suggested to him uh, to go ahead and like stress out the MacBook to 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 see if it would if it if this um, artifacting would occur and it, and it did and I even have pictures of it which I I have to send off after I do this podcast. Also, I got to meet uh, Mark Manley who does the um, Manrilla.net blog and he was recently featured in the in the Philadelphia Inquirer uh, on this story about by Dan Rubin about local area bloggers and Mark. Was a great guy to meet, and he had the same phone that I do, so that was pretty cool too. As he stated about my about, about the phone, it's that LG VX9800 that I always talk about. He said it was not the phone that I thought it would be, so which was which is which is that phone just encapsulated there. Um, also, I got to uh, talk with uh, Scott McNulty, um, the the uh, unofficial Apple weblog uh, blogger from Philadelphia, and um, he actually I actually got to hold his new Motorola Q phone, so that was pretty gosh darn cool because I would not have ordinarily uh, had seen that you know I had not seen that phone yet. So uh, the Motorola Q is that phone that was released was it last week, and it's about three inches wide, about well, I want to say like three and a half inches long. It is really, really skinny. I saw it um, as compared to um, Owen Winkler's uh, Trio, and um, the the Q is very, very skinny. Uh, although it has the Q has this really wide screen, and uh, that when I looked at it, I was like, I was worried about the screen being scratched. So, I mean, yeah, I know Trios have big screens, you know, relatively big screens too. But um, so there you go. You know, I just wanted to note to you guys the links that I go through to make a podcast. Right now, my power book is is sitting on a frozen towel. And the reason why is because I'm doing this pod, uh, podcast and the power book's uh, second stage fan is going off. So I'm, I'm trying to keep the the fan the fan the uh, fan from going off and the power book cool so I've got this frozen towel underneath it and I feel like my power my power is gonna probably fall on the on the ground here but um just to let you know uh, the links that, that that we go through at Cleverhack to to deliver these uh, wonderful podcasts. Next, I wanted to treat you guys to, well, actually a brain dump about user interface design uh, within software. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because this past week I've had actually two parallel conversations with two different programmers about how people perceive software. And actually, in those two uh, conversations, an issue came up, I brought it up to the programmer, programmer, like, tells me what's going on, and he, and the programmer then said, wow, you know, you're, you're, easy to talk to about these kinds of things, which I took as a compliment, of course, but um, I just wanted to note that when I go ahead and I look at software, when I'm looking at software and, and to go ahead and use software, I'm looking for a pattern. And what I mean by that is if I go ahead and look, let's take, for example, like a Microsoft Office program, I always know that the menu bar is going to have file, edit, view, insert, format, tools, you know, it help. Well, when I go ahead and look at new software, I'm looking for similar patterns. It does, you know, of course, I don't want the software to look exactly like Microsoft Office, but I want to be able to be able to see a pattern and be able to think to myself, "Wow, I have. Where would I go ahead and, you know, mess around with preferences, or where would I go ahead and change, you know, the print preview, or where would I go ahead and, you know, insert a file?" And that's what I'm talking about with with patterns. In my career, I've actually made 
money, um, being able to see these patterns and being able to explain these patterns to other people. When I was teaching my uh, computer classes up in Vermont, I very frequently teach, you know, a Microsoft, uh, actually, Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft Word class. And I would turn around and I would say after the class, I'm like, now you guys know 80% of all Microsoft Office products. And it was very, very true because once you learn Microsoft Word, you can go ahead and you can open up Excel and you'll you'll know most of Excel and you'll open up Power, PowerPoint, you'll open up Access. Now, of course, those programs do different things, but if somebody in, who's working in Access wants to go ahead and change some sort of option, all they need to do is go to the Tools and Options menu. Now, when we're talking about patterns and things and things of that nature, I just want to note that when I go home, like when I go home, I am pretty gosh darn lazy, and I just want to be able to grab to open up software. I want to be able to use that software, and I had two instances of banging my head against a wall because I couldn't find something in software, not too re uh, not not too long ago. First example is well, actually, I got a Skype account on for Friday. And uh, I'm, uh, I download the Skype software. I, you know, unzip it or uh, unpack it. You know, install into my applications folder, and then I open up the window. And the window is just a regular. It looks like a buddy list um, when you open up the initial um, Skype window. However, what I wanted to do with it was that I was like, oh, let me go ahead and test my Skype connection by calling my cell phone. Of course, I couldn't find how to do it in this little buddy list because it was not there. I had to go and dig. I had to go back to the Skype website and I had to go dig in the, actually, I want to say the documentation rather than the fact to go and find out that I had to serve for, I had to go ahead and sign up for Skype out to be able to um, go ahead and call my cell phone. Now, and this was kind of frustrating because it was, it was not immediately apparent on this little, on, on this little window. There, no warning came up, like, like, I went to, there's a dial pad, there's a tab for a dial pad, I think it's actually called dial, and no warning came up, like, you must be signed in, you know, you must sign up for a Skype out, it, nothing was there, I dialed and it didn't work, and I thought that the software was not working, so in that case, I think it's a flaw by Skype, by not putting up a warning for somebody, um, you know, for somebody who looks at the software and says, oh, I want to go ahead and dial out. That's, you know, and that's my opinion of it. I think that's just poor software design. Second example, which is not, this is not exactly poor software design, but it's not me thinking in the same way of the, of the designers of the software. Yesterday at the Philly Blogger Meetup, or actually um, at the Philly WordPress Meetup, I was talking with Owen Winkler, who is a, a WordPress developer, and my question to Owen was, and this sounds really, really stupid in hindsight, it was, Hey Owen, I use a rich text editor in, in in WordPress, and how come my URLs are coming up, are, are coming up with um, xrefs rather than h you know hrefs? And Owen, I asked this question, and Owen just gives you this look like, Joy, you should know that. Like you just had that you know look kind of on his face, and he and then he he said he gave me the answer which was well that menu option actually is under the users menu because it's an because it's an option for a user and i and i was like oh okay i hadn't i actually honestly hadn't thought about it and if you go ahead and look in wordpress that option in the user in the user menu is on the bottom of that user menu page so you know i might have been looking at it 50 million times but not noticed it at the bottom also 
I personally, as a user, would probably put that option in the right screen so I could flip back and forth. I don't know. I mean, I understand. I, I can see how that. I can see how it. Uh, how this option went onto the user screen, only because that's an option that seems to be configurable per user, which is fine. That's that's fine. I'm not having a quibble with it. I would just put that toggle for that personally somewhere else. I put that with the rich text editor. But so you guys know, I'm all fixed up. I'm not using the rich text editor anymore. So we shouldn't have any goofy um, URLs. So so that's good. Now Moving on to web development trends, what I wanted to talk to you about was this quick observation, because I'm immersed into this during my daily life, into the whole big thing now, or trend, with CSS boxes in web design. Now, if 2005 was the year of the rounded corner, 2006 is the year of the box. And what I mean by that, if you go ahead and look at the, either the New York Times or Yahoo, you'll see that there's plenty of boxes on those screens. And it's kind of interesting to see. Even the tabs on those, both of the sub-websites, for example, are square, which for me as a designer, I really like that. I think that's pretty gosh darn cool. But uh, just to let you know, there's a couple trends to be looking into for CSS boxes. And I've seen them actually used all on the same page. And this page looks pretty gosh, it looks pretty gosh darn good. First of all, you have the box with you have a, uh, a full color box. What I mean by that is that you'll have one div and it'll be one color. Not necessarily with a border around it, but just, you know, a colored div. And usually what that tells, th that kind of box usually tells information. It's like, if you're going on to a, a shopping cart page, it'll give you information for, you know, how to order or shipping or something like that. But it's usually a box with no borders. Secondly, you'll see a box and it'll have a dark border with a lighter color. And usually that's a box that will have some sort of content in it that the designer wants you to go ahead and pay attention to. You'll see that a lot, well, not only in the New York Times, only because they use like a black border around their borders normally, or it's either black or it's like a, it, it's a blue, like a light blue. But all their backgrounds, except for, the, for their ads, are pretty much white. And what, what those boxes are telling me as a designer is that this box has information in it and we want you to pay attention to the information, which is why we're putting the border around it. A variation on that is having a box of the same color, um, on the same type of color, like you'll see a box with a dark blue border with a light blue background. And that actually was probably more prevalent in the old Yahoo design as opposed to the new Yahoo design, but you still see it. And that's just a play on that that first box I talked talked about, like the full, the full color box. And you can still go ahead and use it. There's some uh, I I think a box with the same color type on it looks really really good for a website that you're trying to make look softer. Like for example, if you use a red a box with a red border and a pink background, what is that telling me? That's telling me that's giving me the impression that you're trying to appeal to, let's say, a female, but you're trying to to um, bring out some rich color. Um, colors that you'll see used like that, normally it'll be blues um, and reds and yellows. And yellow, and, and, and I've seen really striking yellow boxes with dark yellow border and a, and a lighter yellow background. So it's been really, really striking. 
So I just wanted to bring your attention to that trend, and next time when you're looking on a website that's re been recently redesigned, go ahead and uh, take note of what the, what the designer is trying to do with, with all those CSS boxes. We're going to change gears a little bit and talk about pop culture on this Clever Hack podcast. I recently saw the June 15th issue of the Rolling Stone magazine, and I was surprised about what a parody it had become. The June 15th issue of the Rolling Stone magazine has the Red Hat Chili Peppers who are, oh my goodness, uh, they are promoting an album. So uh, they're on the cover, and they're shirtless, and they all have nice trainer uh, sculpted bodies. And um, yeah, apparently Will Ferrell had joined the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And also the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they like to wear uh, mascara and eyeliner. Ooh, countercultural. On the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, you have all the hallmarks of the... Uh, Boomer-inspired magazine. You've got Did Bush Steal the 2004 Election? You have Sin and Salvation. Oh, a Radiohead Surprise. So it's an interview with Radiohead. And then last but not least, Sex at Duke. Oh, so I've got to just, you know, read this magazine now. And one thing that has struck me about the magazine is that the, the quality of the ads. You see um, ads for tequila. You see ads for the 07 Shelby um, GT500, apparently a Ford um, car, and apparently men about 45 really, really want this car. Ads for Coors Light, ads for McDonald's, and hilariously, with this ad for McDonald's, on the page next to it, on the ad for McDonald's on the left, on the page on the right-hand side, there's this picture of Madonna. And I don't know, it just, when I first saw it, I was just cracking up, because uh, <laughs> look how low Madonna has gone. So... Now, in the rest of the magazine, you see ads for phones, you see ads for T-Mobile, for uh, American Express, ads for the DVD set of The Princess Bride. Now, what guy over 45 is going to be wanting to, anyway, um, read the, uh, print, uh, read, watch The Princess Bride? Then you've got some articles, you've got Radiohead, you've got an ad for the Motorola, the, yep, the Motorola Q, and the guy in the Motorola Q ad looks like your typical, um, uh, you know, like uh, Fe Kevin Federline wannabe. So, um, yeah, I didn't know Kevin Federline was uh, pimping uh, Motorola Qs. Louis ba Black ad, which, okay, that I would expect in um, Rolling Stone. An ad for Butterfinger candy, Caramel cigarettes, T-Mobile, the HB show, HBO show The Entourage, which actually isn't a bad ad. It's like an eight-page ad, and it's fold-out, and it has pictures of the cast. It has like in different montages. Like One of the guys has all these chicks in bikinis around him, but the chicks in bikinis, they actually look healthy. It's not like um, Nicole Richie unhealthy. They, they look healthy, and they look like they're having fun. And um, I don't know. This ad actually would make me want to watch the show, but I don't have HBO, and I'm not going to pay for it. So there you go. More articles about music, um, ad for Sony DVDs, oh, you've got an article about Rick Ross, um, Jay-Z's new star, and, um, apparently Rick is, um, he, he's for the Kush Cookies, so, um, I don't know, the thing that bothered me about this article, about the article about Rick Ross is that all the stereotypes of, you know, hip-hop rappers he's trying to meet, and, um, you know, couldn't you be more positive? Anyway, um, Red Bull ad, Adidas ad. Notice I'm talking about the ads because really there's nothing in the articles. I think the articles are, um, 
um, oh, the Duke Spirit, which I actually haven't heard of, but um, I think I might check out, I'm even add about um, an article about Wolf Mother, like a really, really small, like, two-sentence um, article, an ad for Jack Daniels, which um, I'm on first-name basis with, a Q&A with Davey Havoc of AFI, which I didn't realize this, but AFI has been around for 15 years, and um, yeah, so they're from the Bay Area, so if you like your gothic punk rock, go ahead and listen to AFI, or if you listen to the radio, you can't avoid it. Then we have a four-page ad for Polo Rough Florin Blue. It's a men's cologne, and actually when I first had the magazine in my hand, I was sitting there with it up to my face, smelling the cologne. Um, I didn't realize it. it. It took me a moment to realize that I wear the female um, version of Ralph Lauren Polo, Polo Blue, so that's probably why I liked it. And also, the um, the guy they have in the ad, he's pretty cute, or pretty hot, I should say. Um, Newsflash, page 40, um, sorry, page 39, Eddie Vedder has long hair. So there you go. And there's also pictures of Bono, you know, like, of, of course, you know, it's Rolling Stone. And Axl Rose, who has, who's doing the braids thing now. Alright, um, more party pictures, like I care. Cool cigarettes um, being advertised. Sky Citrus with the chicken a bikini. Uh, actually, it's like a, or not a bikini, but like a Paris Hilton-esque bathing suit. Um, Nokia ad. Let's see, Nokia ad, it's, um, the Nokia ad is on, the, um, with, uh, I want to say contained in the, um, the article for the, um, the, did the Bush steal the election, so. Then the, the article on the Red Hat Chili Peppers, okay, another picture of this Will, Will Ferrell dude. Bob Dylan book, that's the only book that's advertised in the magazine, so, there you go. Then you can get a Mazda 3 um, that is customized by the Ying Yang Twins and Simple Plan. So, yeah. I don't know. It looks pretty ugly to me. Big art. Still the article on the Chili Peppers who were relevant back in 1990. Ad with the Donnas. This is the only ad that has females in it that are in a positive role in this magazine. So, I mean, aside from the bikini chicks that I mentioned earlier, the Donnas, I mean, that's they're the only ones that are that actually look normal. Next, an ad for the Canon EOS Digital Rebel um, XT. And what's remarkable about this is that there, it's a picture of um, little little boys playing uh, football. So, yeah, so for all you dads out there, you're going to want that Canon EOS Digital Rebel XT to take your pictures of your kid. Sex and Scandal at Duke article. So, I don't know. Sex is in really big words, so I guess you've all got to read it about. And then there's an article on some guy that was. Anyway, um, he was around when Merv Griffin was around, some personality. So, of course, I sound so thrilled about that article. It's not really, um, what do you call it, uh, making me want to read it. Then um, an uh, ad for uh, deodorant, an ad for an LG MP3 player by Sprint. It looks like it's. Oh wait, it is a phone. I'm sorry, I can't. I couldn't even tell. All I can see is the music. You can play music on it. The ad tells me that, but um, but yeah. So it's called the Fusic. Oh my, that's so stupid. Um, an ad for a Heineken, but it's not just regular Heineken. It's Heineken Light for you guys watching your wait. Next, are, um, ads for uh, Bob, is that Bob Dylan? Um, Neil Young, I'm sorry. And then the Arctic Monkeys. And then another ad for Hex. And then um, the whole um, uh, 
Rolling Stone review section. So it's got AFI and um, the new El Elvis Costello and Alvin Toussaint um, uh, collaboration. Um, they've got an ad for a tag. It's like a body spray for guys. Okay. And um, the guy is being, um, let's say, inspected or, uh, yeah, he's going under inspection by um, some very attractive TSA ladies. There you go. Um, Bacardi Mojito um, cocktail um, ad. More reviews, more reviews. Allstate insurance ad. Hmm. A rush ad. Um, Johnny Cash ad. Um, Verizon Wireless ad. You can listen to your music on your Verizon Wireless um, phone. An ad for Yellowtail. Oh, Madonna. They've got Madonna in her riding crop outfit. Whoa. And, but she's... She was in that front part of the section on the, on the um, I want to say, the, the table of contents, and now she's on page 102. So, Madonna, you have become culturally irrelevant. Okay, let me tell you that. And then some reviews for um, DVDs. So, ad for Old Spice Red Zone. All right. Um, more reviews, like a Prairie Home Companion, The Breakup, Cars. Um... Comcast on Devan ad, Rhapsody ads, and then we're going towards the back of the magazine. So they've got like uh, ads for uh, Bob Marley stuff, Neil Young. What is this? Neil Young spamming the magazine here. Katie Lang, the Faith No More two disc DVD set from their 1990 um, classic concert. Oh, I feel old. Les Claypool ad. Les Claypool, he's still around. Um. Let's see what else. Coke. Um, they've got in the back, in the real back of the of the uh, magazine. They've got stuff for iPod. Uh, they've got ad for iPods and podcasting. Podcast your world with Podcast Factory. The iShop, and then they've got an ad for um, a, a hygiene product that I will not mention. And then, um, you remember the Rolling Stone classifieds that were, look like, sort of like classifieds? Well, now they're all in color and they have pictures. So, just so you guys know. Thehippieshop.com. Go ahead and buy your Bajas there. Woohoo! Excitement. Excitement. And then last but not least, you've got the album charts on the last page of the, art, of the magazine. And um, what's really sad is that I'm looking at this and there's... But one list of the college radio list um, that isn't being sponsored by or doesn't have musical acts that are being signed by big record labels. Like everything else, like the local favorites, MTV's top five videos, um, and the top 40 album charts, they're all like big radio, you know, record companies. But the college radio um, top 10 albums, um, yeah, that's the only list there that, that, that isn't um, controlled by the big record companies. So, yeah. So, excitement. So, what's hot in t um, college radio? The Flaming Lips. Um, they have a new album out. Um, yeah. Oh, and Granddaddy. Thank God they were breaking up. Um, their album is at number seven. So, so there you go. Um, and the back of the magazine, the last two ads are an Orbit ad with a geeky looking guy and a Civic ad on the back cover. So, so there you go. So, if you're... So if you're a guy about 45 years old and uh, you're into your rock and roll, Rolling Stone is for you. But uh, that's that's the demographic there. I, I, it really makes me think that uh, Rolling Stone is really going for the 
for yeah for for that age group because I can't see younger guys picking that magazine up. So with all that, this is probably the end of the of the Clever Hack podcast for today, June eighteenth. I hope you guys had fun. Um, if you have any feedback, questions, comments, um, well, I'd say marriage proposals, but uh, I'm not ready yet. So, uh, so go ahead and write me at blog at cleverhack.com. And um, also, um, two things for you uh, of note. First and foremost, I heard that a new iPod is coming out. So if anybody hears about what size um, you think it's going to be, um, let me know. And um, last but not least, uh, I am collaborating on a project for... Uh, WordPress. It's going to be a WordPress podcast. It's at um, the the information blog, I should say, um, is at wp-podcast.org, um, uh, and um, you can go and this WordPress podcast is going to be a collaboration of um, some great people from WordPress, and we're going to talk about blogging, WordPress, and all that fun stuff. And I will let you guys know when that is released. So have a great week and. I will talk to you next Sunday. Bye for now.